Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. All right. Well, for our, our special guest today, we have um, Jennifer Avila, who is our Advocate of the Year, and I'm really excited that she could join us today. Thank you for thank you for joining us, Jennifer. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to um, a couple of things. Some is your um, just your stories about uh, some of your experiences, but also just sort of some of the I guess some of the benefits that you have personally had from getting involved in advocacy and and getting to build relationships with legislators. So um, let's jump right in. I, I know we have um, a, a few uh, ideas to, to guide us in our conversation. So I just wanted to start with how long have you been homeschooling yourself? I've been homeschooling since 2016 from the very beginning with my oldest child. Okay. Okay. And, and how many kids do you have i have three 11 okay. nine and six okay great mm -hmm. and um and you have gotten them involved somewhat in advocacy i know i've met them before at various things how 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 has that um been have they all been involved in 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 visits or or whatever advocacy that you've done yes they've all been although my oldest two have been more involved than my youngest okay, my youngest okay. has been to uh two district visits okay okay great um so when you were you know homeschooling and um just doing your your regular daily stuff what was it that triggered you to start getting involved in advocacy what was it something in particular or was it sort of a general thing it's two things i guess one is in general i've just always been someone that likes to help and involve and when i started learning about family protection ministries and what your values are and your mission um i just knew that it was a pretty big mission and i knew it was something that family protection ministries just couldn't obviously can't do everything on their own they need the help of homeschool families and i felt called by the lord to get involved and again, um, and another issue was in 2018, I was only in my second year of homeschooling. And that's when a, the Turpin family case became public. Right. And after watching the news, the media, I knew it was going to put homeschooling in the limelight and in a negative light. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, it didn't take long before we started hearing um, rumors of things. And then uh, your organization was sending out the alerts to make the calls and write letters and stuff. So I went to the Capitol in 2018. Okay. And um, I spoke, I think I was the sixth or seventh person in line. Okay. So I sat there through the whole yeah. thing listening to everybody so it was a really uh eye-opening and a wonderful experience watching how the legislative stuff works uh -huh. and um how hearings uh, work and it was really nice to see all these homeschooling families from all over the state come coming together in unison to uh say our piece about the bill and why we were not in favor of it yeah and that was kind of like the springboard of, okay, well, we need to stay, I need to stay involved to help prevent anything 
to occur again as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. I would say definitely the Turpin family case was the biggest event. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sort of changed a little bit about a couple of the things that, that we do also was, was that case in the legislation that year. Cause that was when we, um, it really started pushing for doing district office visits, which is something that you've also been involved with. Um, because like you said, it, it has put homeschooling more in the limelight than we were prior to that. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, after that in 2020, we had sort of a big boom in homeschooling also. So um, so those th two things working together kind of, kind of changed things to make it uh like you said more in the limelight and so and and more people are involved in it so there's more opportunity for people to to see homeschooling and and what it is and so i think that um those two things working together mean that it's more important for us to get involved in advocacy one because it is more in the limelight but more because there's but also because there's more at stake now with more people involved in it so there's more kids you know, relying on this. Yeah, I have a few neighbors that started that continued homeschooling after COVID. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it's been it's been interesting to see how a bunch of people um thought, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it for right now and then decided, you know, this is actually good for my family. I'm gonna stick yeah. with this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, uh, if you remember, when was your first district visit and what was that like? It was in 2019. Okay. Yeah, 2019. Um, it's very, it was very nerve wracking because you don't know what to expect. Um, so yes, I was nervous and I was a little hesitant to go through with it. Uh -huh. uh, my story is actually pretty interesting because I know sometimes people, like you said, are hesitance of doing them just because it's not their thing they're not used to it um and after i went in and i met with the legislator and i talked with him for about actually it was an aide i'm sorry it was a okay. for about 20 minutes then he uh told me that uh well you know what it was very interesting and i learned a lot of things but you should actually be speaking to your state representative because i'm your federal representative right. <laughs> <laughs> so i was talking all this stuff and it was the wrong person <laughs> still somebody that should be educated about homeschooling yeah and he did have a lot of questions and okay. that actually did lead to my federal representative uh requesting a letter of introduction from me and he wanted me to introduce myself and talk more about homeschooling so i did that nothing came of it but it was just nice that he wanted to know more yeah yeah that's and, great um he ended up introducing me to uh the field rep for my state representative after that and so i met with her and we talked briefly she didn't have a lot of time, but we talked briefly. And then it turned out what, a year, two years later, that person I spoke with ended up becoming who is now my current representative. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And she remembered me from two years prior when we met briefly. Um, wow. When I spoke to the wrong representative. And so she, when we, when I met with her a couple of years ago, she's like, don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was the one that spoke to you. So it was nice that she remembered me. 
Yeah. And um, so I kept in touch with her once she won the election for my district. And I was happy that it was somebody that I knew that was now representing me. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that was how the whole first district visit went, which was, um, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me just make sure I have this straight. You met with a uh, um, after going to your federal legislator, you went to the field representative for your state legislator, and that field representative yes. eventually became an elected official. Yes, exactly. And you had a relationship with them based on when they were a field representative. Yes, exactly. Wow, that is amazing. I love that. Yeah, story. I thought it was so so amazing. It was it was interesting. I was like, wow, a, a, a strange turn of events, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's so, incredible. And so it made it easier to lead to other district visits. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what what have been your experiences with other district visits since then? Um, let's see. I've done maybe five. Okay. Maybe five, and I have another one next week. I have two next week. Okay. Um. So the other district visits, I've been blessed to where my representatives have been Republican. So okay. they've been pretty easy. Okay. Um, so I guess it made for good practice because I know because of the redistricting, my representatives will be changing and I will now be put into a Democratic state senator and assembly member. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was good practice because everyone I've met with has been so friendly and very pro um, school choice, pro homeschooling, never really had anything negative to say. Um, very appreciative of the information in the packet okay. and for um, taking the time to drive out there and to sit and, and discuss um, things. Okay. And um, sharing the experiences. And above all, like you've mentioned at Capital Day a couple of times, their favorite part actually is seeing kids. Yeah. They, they just, a lot of them, they light up and, you know, people get a little kind of more like, um, I don't know, they, they come down more to the kids level, you know, in their yeah. personality. So, yeah. And then the kids, they, they, their personality shine and they, they're friendly and polite. And so, yeah, so it's, it's really uh, been interesting and rewarding experience and it hasn't been scary. Yeah. Would you say that um, bringing your kids with you maybe um, helps break down barriers a little bit and helps loosen loosen up the conversation? Yes, it does. Okay. okay. It does because they tend to ask questions about the kids. And then I've talked to my kids about how to answer questions because my kids sometimes, you know how kids are, sometimes <laughs> they say silly things. <laughs> Like one yep. time, one district visit, my youngest, my nine-year-old back then when she was what six or seven, and she was asked, what's her favorite part of school? And she said, lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it brought a laugh into the room, but yeah. mine, I'm like, I don't think that's exactly what she was asking for. <laughs> just little things like that. I just try yeah. to my kids know kind of what to say and what not what to avoid to say if they can right yes bringing kids definitely um helps break down the barriers and i will actually say from my personal experience i think it's less intimidating when you're speaking meeting with a field rep or an aide 
a staff member versus the actual senator or the assembly member themselves. Yeah, yeah. So okay. me personally, when I'm coordinating meetings, I would rather meet with a staffer or a legislative aide because it's it's uh, less uh, less intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So when you're doing these visits, you mentioned the packet. I was just wondering, in terms of using the packet in your visits, do you 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 mentioned they are appreciative of receiving the information? Mm -hmm. When you have these visits, do you engage with them? in the materials in the packet or is it more of a just a a tool that you hand them and they say okay thanks for that let's have a conversation with the kids kind of a thing or how how does that go how does the packet play into your your visits well i present the packet and i open it and i give them a brief overview of what each uh, uh flyer or each paper represents yeah course I don't go into full detail I just give them a brief over this is what this is and this side is more statistics and research um, and I list the organizations that create them and I just give them a brief overview and sometimes it leads to questions um, but most of the time they're just very thankful and they don't have the time to actually obviously read it right there and then so they tend to not have questions immediately um, I did have someone email me one time an aide just to uh, a question out of my own personal experience based on the information that he read at a later date. So, um, but I do try to engage with them and I open it and I show them the different, um, the different individual pieces that are within the packet. I don't want to just throw it at them and say, here's a packet yeah. later kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So would you say that it helps um maybe to have something to i'm trying to think of people that have never done a district office visit before mm -hmm. never visited their legislator would you say that it's it's something that kind of can make it a little bit easier because you're 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 bringing something in that you can you can show them and it kind of can steer at least the initial part of the conversation yes it definitely is helpful because you're not just going out on a whim yeah what's in your mind it kind of it's kind of like i guess uh to me it's like an outline of what you can discuss and if they have questions they can ask for each individual piece um my most recent district visit i did last week um this uh, it was with a field representative he didn't have any uh he had a little idea of how private homeschooling worked but he didn't know uh, the legal aspect of how it was done. So he immediately was drawn to that page, the overview of how the education code is. Yeah. And he was very much interested in the state specific study because he was curious about that actually too. And that answered his questions right away. And he opened it and he immediately said, oh, well, yeah, I can see that private homeschoolers do well in standardized tests. It's right there in yeah. a graph. So it's definitely something that is a very, very useful tool with district okay. visits. Okay, great, excellent. Well, that's, that's really helpful. Um, so um, you've done a number of visits and um, would you say that, how would you say your kids, do, uh, do they like going to these district visits? <laughs> they do actually they do they they like they just like to get out of school for the day no i'm just kidding um no they look forward to it because they're people they're people uh 
they like to engage with other people and they like to speak to other adults and share what they love about homeschooling. Um, they like to share fun experiences that they've had that they wouldn't have otherwise had, had they been in a public school setting. One, for instance, we had my, my oldest son was into planes. So we went to an airport. We went to Ontario airport. This was years ago. Um, to just go look at planes. It happened to be kind of gloomy. So we just went inside I, to, so he could see how an uh, airport operated inside. And we ended up being drafted into a movie. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my yeah, goodness. <laughs> no plans for that. We were drafted into a movie. We were in a small scene with Matt Damon. Um, but if they were in public school, because this is like at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, we wouldn't have been there in the first place. So it's just weird how, um, it, it's just amazing how the different experiences you're exposed to. So they got to experience what it was like to be on a set, the craft service with all the snacks. Um, another thing, so they like to share that with legislators. They like to share how they've met certain uh, political figures that are current right now. Um, what else? Oh, and my oldest son likes to share how he won a blue ribbon at the LA County Fair for his writing paper that he submitted. Okay. And of course, the writing is based on our his love of writing and how we work on those those things here in, in school in our homeschool. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. Well, it's it's always a joy to see um to see your kids and chat with them when when uh when I when they come to events and things um so tell me about your your sort of experiences um in relation building relationships with legislators this is something we've talked about before mm -hmm. but um tell us about how how your experience has been with you mentioned the one individual that was mm -hmm. a field rep and is now your representative um you have other stories like that so i'm 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 excited to hear more about that part too okay so my current legislator like i said was the uh, field rep um in 2019 and so it made that meeting go all the more smoother because mm -hmm. we were already familiar with each other um when i met with her she was very engaging, asking questions about the different things in the packet, asking what we do. Um, and then she's been so pleasant that if I needed any help, you know, she gave me her, her personal phone um, as well as her AIDS phone. So if I ever needed anything to go ahead and contact them. And then, um, we communicate, we go to their town hall meetings because we don't want to be like, we only contact you when we need something. Right. So I try to go to their town halls when they have them locally to just be engaged that way. And um, that eventually, that relationship has been more like a friendship. And it led to a very um, helpful it, it they lent their help in a very tragic situation I had last year with my family um last year we had a, a sudden death in our family um but prior to the death um my brother-in-law was in the hospital in a coma and it was on a weekend and we have another 
family member, his brother, who is up north in, uh, unfortunately, in one of the state prison facilities. And I wanted to, him to have a phone call with his brother before he passed away because we didn't know how long he was going to be there. And I called the, the prison and asked for the appropriate person to speak to, but that person was out of the office and no one could tell me when she was going to be back. And so I just thought of, well, I'll contact my representative and see if she has the name of somebody that I can call and specifically ask for to talk to, to try to get this to happen. And so I texted my, my Senator and uh, she immediately texted back and said, I'll have someone from my office contact you. So her, her aide call, uh, called me right away, got the information. I gave him the information he needed. And then he said, well, let me reach out and I'll out to our contacts at the Department of Corrections and I'll get right back to you. Well, I found out with like an hour later, my husband texted me and say, hey, um, the phone call just happened. So thank you for that. And it's like, he didn't even call collect. It was like he was calling from an office number. Wow. So it really was touching how they were able to help to make that happen because the brother that was in the coma ended up passing away uh, two days later. And then when the department of corrections got back to me, you know, my brother had already passed away, my brother-in-law. Yeah. So it was nice to see how this work because had it not been for the, my advocacy in homeschool and building these relationships with my legislator and her staff that I wouldn't have been able to get the help that I needed during that situation. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your, your tragic situation, the death in your family. And um, thank you. That's, that's hard, but I, I'm also really encouraged that there was help to make that phone call happen. And not everybody's going to have the cell number of their legislator, but you right. wouldn't have had it either if it hadn't been for, you know, building that relationship. So, yeah, and it really helps too to cement the the uh, the idea that you know they are people like we hear Capital Day. They're they're people with families, and that they really do care. Um, that it's not just all about business. It's not all about legislation. Yeah. Um, so that really helped, uh, like I said, it cemented that in my mind and my children's minds that they're caring people too. Not, maybe not all of them are that nice, but I mean, they all have families and they all understand and they really do try to help you when you need help. Right, yeah, in a situation like that, they can, they can sympathize because they're actual people, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's one one way so that's the best relationship that i have right now with my current legislator and um the one i had last week with the aide i'm hoping that one will progress into something similar mm -hmm. maybe not to that high of a level but yeah. uh, i'm hoping it'll develop into that as well because yeah. they are nice it's, it's not as scary as it thinks and some of them are really funny too <laughs> yeah some of them have some good humor so um yeah, so yeah. I'm enjoying I'm I'm enjoying it, and plus I get to see um, um, how their offices work. You know who's who, who I need to talk to. Most of the time, I meet with the educational aides, the ones that deal with the education mm -hmm. uh, legislation, and um, 
there was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember. It slipped my mind now. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Uh, so if you were going to, um, if you had one piece of advice for a new person that's mm-hmm. maybe maybe uh, considering getting involved right now, but still maybe nervous, what 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 bit of encouragement would you give to them? I know you've given a lot already, it seems like, but do you have any other thoughts? Um, what's that saying? Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, I mean, I think for me, the easiest way is if you're nervous, I think the best first step is to try communicating via email. Mm-hmm. It's less intimidating. There's no face-to-face. Um, and a lot of the times I think they prefer email because it's quicker they people usually have their phones and they can respond right away rather than trying to talk to somebody um and then it kind of starts developing uh it starts um developing a rapport with that person yeah and uh so i think email is the easiest first step that a new person a new family could make um and then try to take the next step of making the phone call and talking to somebody um you know what helped me too? The first couple of times I did my district visit, I just remembered, I wrote like a little script mm-hmm. on Microsoft Word. And so when the person got on the phone, I just read my little script. So I didn't have to think about anything. And it made it go a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can totally <laughs> relate to that being helpful. Um, things that you're not sure exactly um how things are going to be responded to um you might freeze up in the moment um Mm -hmm. it's always nice to have something written out even you if you know right now exactly what that ought to be it's always a good idea to write it write it out and and have it ready to fall back on if if you need it so yeah it, it does help and then i had like another script for like if they're not receptive versus if they're receptive i knew where to which route to go and I didn't have a great idea yeah think about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and then it gets easier as you get one or two under your belt it Mm -hmm. gets easier um of course I don't know if my experience is going to get a little more difficult now that I'm going to be heading into the democratic uh arena Uh um but my first visit with a democratic my assemblyman last week went very well with his life aid he was very open very kind and warm and and welcoming and we had a friendly conversation mm-hmm. um and he hoped that i would actually come back to maybe hopefully see this meet with the assembly member okay yeah that's great that sounds like a positive response that's good yeah it was a very positive response and now it's um like i stated earlier that i know it's a lot of work for family protection ministries to do on their own and you had stated it in uh you and drew i believe in a conversation about how you two could actually go and visit all the state district offices on your own even though it's really impossible because that's way too much time right i can do me and but it wouldn't make the same impact as the actual constituent right yeah and um but I realized too, since I've been blessed to be home with my children and homeschool, and we have the time that I've been branching out to try to help visit other district offices that are local to me, just because I can do it. And it's actually, like I said, it's been getting easier. Yeah. I'm yeah. able to make the phone calls now, not even the emails. I'm, I'm able to just make the call and ask. It's, it's like second nature now. 
Well, that's that's yeah, that's great. So it does get easier as you have more practice doing it. And, yeah, and, it does. And you've been to Capitol Day as well. Yes. And done visits at the Capitol. How would you um, describe the 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 different visits the the visits at the Capitol versus the district office are they the same or different what how would you describe that I think they're different they're a little bit more intimidating at the Capitol at the Capitol than uh -huh. they are at the district because you've stated it many times um I think on the podcast and also um at Capitol Day where the Capitol like you stated they're all concerned with legislation there's Everyone seems kind of tense for the most part, mm -hmm. whereas at the district, it is very more relaxed and chilled. Um, it's not as chaotic. Uh, and the people, um, well, the people are different. They're not worried with the legislation as much, and they're more into serving the district and the people that are in it. Um, Capital Day definitely was different in 2020 versus this year um, because the annex was a lot easier to navigate right. than the actual capital was. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it's for me, Capital Day, it's more of, are we actually going to see the assembly member? So it kind of, it, it brings on that whole kind of nervousness a little bit, but, um, but it is nice if an assembly member or a state senator can pop their head out at the Capitol. Um, but yeah, there is a difference, but then now that I've done it twice, uh, this last one we just did this capital day, it really wasn't as nerve wracking, but I think, I think my district visits help with the confidence and, um, demeanor that yeah. I present. Cause I did all the talking for my group. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wanted them to give it a try, but they were too nervous about it. <laughs> so I took the lead, but yeah, it, it's kind of just the district visits are a excellent practice for the capital date visits yeah okay that's that's a good point that's a really excellent point for people to be aware of that um it's a little less intimidating at a district office and would you say it's a little bit more in terms of the the context of the office the the tone maybe of the office is that the you mentioned they care more about the people in the district at the district office, mm -hmm. um, would you say they were a little more welcoming at a district office than at the Capitol office? Yes, I, I get that feeling. When you're at the district office, they're very more open and welcoming. Um, I don't know if it's because of maybe the stress at the Capitol, because everything's about meetings, and especially if legislation's in session um, and the committee hearings and all those different things, whereas at the district office, it's how are we, can we serve you? What do you need help with? Capital office, when we go in for capital day, we're pretty much only speaking to the receptionists. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, no one can talk to you. Everyone's busy. Um, so it's a treat when you do get to speak to somebody at the Capitol um, impromptu like that, you know, yeah. spontaneously. Um, but it's definitely harder to come. Um, it's harder to meet with somebody at the capital day unless you have an appointment is what we tend to get. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and it, sometimes you feel like you're kind of being rushed out at the Capitol, right? <laughs> like, that's what you need. And, and, and that's it. Um, yep. so yeah, district office is definitely more, more welcoming in my opinion, for my experience. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that is that is really helpful. And all, all of this has been helpful. And it's been very encouraging to me just to hear the stories. It's uh, it's really a blessing just to hear your experiences um, doing district office visits and and being at Capitol Day. Um, it, a lot of those things just seem like a whirlwind to me most of the time. Um, <laughs> I get to the end of Capitol Day and it just seems like, wow, that, that happened so fast. Um, but it's really encouraging to hear from your perspective how those things went and also the the district visits, how that goes and that um, that it's it's not really that hard for for somebody new to jump in and just take that first step. And like you said, the hardest part is just to say, yep, just I'm just gonna do it. Um, and so hopefully this will be an encouragement to others. If you are nervous about doing it, um, just, just pray and ask God for wisdom and and for the the encouragement to press on to the next to the next step of whether that's um, uh, sending that email or making the phone call, like Jennifer said. And I think that can really um, be uh, the turning point in in overcoming that fear and remembering that you know these folks are they're people. And they, they do are. need to hear from us. Yep. So. Here's another tip too that I realized too that might help. Um, maybe if someone's nervous or on the fence about doing it, is look at your legislator's website and mm -hmm. look for town hall meetings that they might be doing locally and go to a town hall meeting and then you can meet them because you're with a bunch of group of other people that are there. And usually they have an aide or their staffers there too to help them. And then you can introduce yourself that way when you're not really there to speak to them about anything, it's just to see what they're trying to uh, they're trying to talk about to let the their district know about what's going on in their district. So that might make it easier because yeah, break yeah. the ice. You're going to meet them and then you leave. You're not talking about anything, and then maybe that will help be a springboard to emailing. Say, like, okay, now I can email or call and make an appointment to try to do my district visit. Right, because this town hall is more like the spotlight isn't on just you. Right. It's, you're there with a bunch of people, like you said, and you can just go up and meet them in a more casual setting. Yeah, exactly. So that might that might be a, another way to get into the district. Yeah. That's a great idea, because in a sense, at a town hall meeting, you're basically if you live in that district, you're invited. Yeah, exactly. And you're with uh, you're with your neighbors. You're with other people that want to bring up issues and, and talk about things. Right. But yeah, it's just, I just feel it's really important because if we're not going to fight, then who is going to fight for? Yeah. And we don't want to, like in 2018 with the whole Medina thing with the Turpin case, we don't want to just all come together when something's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We want to prevent that kind of a thing from happening again. Right. And our legislators would, would prefer it where we are talking to them and building those relationships and, and giving them the information they need before a crisis happens. They prefer that too. So um, it, it, yeah, that's, that's true. It's, it is beneficial to everybody if we can build those relationships now when there's nothing bad happening. Yeah, exactly, that's, that's exactly right. So yeah, just like what we saw everyone coming together in 2018 for the education hearing, that's what needs, that's what I would hope. That's my vision for how people can come together to do the district office visits. Yeah, I agree. 
<laughs> I agree. <laughs> that would be nice. That yes. would be really nice to have everybody. And you even stated in the the advocacy book that we get about you need homeschool families to participate. And that's what our civic duty is too. That's right. That's right. So well, that's trying to trying to do and trying to teach our kids to get involved. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And and they can get involved in so many ways, including participating in district visits. And maybe maybe your son will get involved with writing in some way that can help um, uh, communicate important things to to legislators and to society because that's needed as well. Yep. Yep. Oh, one other story I forgot to mention on Capitol Day in 2020, when I was there with Joshua, his uh, he loved meeting our representative and they were so fun and that they took his picture with him shaking hands with his uh -huh. representative and then they posted it on Facebook. Okay. So little things like that, that really make it fun. Uh, fun for my kids, fun memories for my yes. little things like that. So. That is great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause like you said, again, they love seeing the kids come in. It just, okay. it's this extra thing that, that can, can really make it can make their day i've had staffers tell me at the capitol before oh capitol day yeah that that was the highlight of my year uh, <laughs> because kids came in and everybody was smiling instead of grumbling um and then one more thing that that came to mind right now with my meeting last week um with my assemblyman's aide um again something you've stated at capitol day which is totally true uh the person i met with when he sat down and he's after like a few minutes of speaking he was like wow this meeting was so different i wasn't expecting this you actually don't want anything <laughs> it actually yes. you're not mad and you're <laughs> yelling at me and you're not asking me for anything this is a really nice break from the usual so yeah no this is really nice so thank you well, that's great. That that's an, a, another good encouragement to to people that might be on the fence about just visiting their district office. Mm -hmm. um, that you know, they can you can really make a positive impression, and it's not that hard to do because all you gotta say is, "Hey, here, this is the packet, and we just want to chat, and we're not we're not mad, and we don't want to ask for anything." Exactly. That that's it. Most of the time, though, I will say the top question we get though is: Are is there any legislation currently going on that will affect homeschooling? Yeah, yeah. That's the number one question I get. Of course, my well, answer is usually no. Um, but then I refer them to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad they're asking that question because um, we want we want them to be ready and willing to hear from us when there is something that's concerning. So that's really good. Another thing too, he mentioned was that he was very um, impressed with the knowledge that my children and I had, because we knew who, who was, who his predecessor, predecessor was oh. and the district. Um, so those are all nice things to, to help you, you know, do a little bit of research. Yeah. Um, just so it, it kind of, I think builds more of a, um, professionalism, I guess, because they realize you are invested and you are trying to be engaged and know yeah. what's going on in your uh, district. Yeah. Taking it seriously, looking into it and, and that reflects on, yeah, I, I like that. That's, that's a really good point too. Yeah. So overall it's 
it's fun. Like I said, it gets easier. It's just a matter of getting that first one or two under your belt. Yeah. But it's, it gets easier. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of this. Do you have any, any last thoughts? No, I don't think so. Just again, thank you for asking me to come on and, and try to, I hope I can help even just one person. Yeah. One. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Take the dive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for for helping. I I really appreciate all of your all of your insights and your experiences sharing your stories and uh, it's been really it's been really a blessing to me um, to be able to hear all of it. So yeah, and thank uh, you for your work and everyone at the office there too. You guys are great. You put up with all my emails and questions. <laughs> well, we're we're glad to do it and we're glad to be able to have people like you working with us because, like I said before, we can't do it by ourselves. We need people to work together. And that's that's how we can that's how we can continue on in this. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you again. All right. Well, thank you. And um uh hopefully uh we'll get to see you guys again soon. And um for for today, that's it. And um we'll just uh say goodbye now. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.